0: it's a sunday that means that it is time for an aw collision review here on the mr warren hayes show hello it's me mr warren hayes and i hope you are having a lovely weekend and i hope that i will add a little uh, a little ingredient to your weekend to continue on that good momentum you have or if your weekend is stinking it up if your weekend is just the pits well i hope that i can uh that i can sprinkle some uh, magic uh, fairy dust on it to uh make it uh you know uh sail into the uh into the air uh off to neverland or something nice to see you all uh <laughs> it is the we're already in december jesus uh the, this is my first thing of uh of december that i am officially no 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 that's not that's not true i did a uh i did a members stream uh members only stream uh, uh on friday so it's not the first thing that i've done on uh, in december but it's the first public Thing that i've done if you want to become if you want to join these members only streams you know what to do you join uh the the mr warren hayes show channel on youtube.com slash mr warren hayes otherwise um you can also listen to uh, all of this on your favorite podcast application and wherever you're listening to uh right now i appreciate the uh i appreciate the patronage tremendously thank you very much leave a like on uh on the youtube uh, side of things or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. You can do both. Unless you don't have Apple Podcasts. Then that would be a little hard. Unless you don't have Spotify, then that would also be a little hard. But it's also available on multiple um, uh, 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 podcasting platforms as well. So you can just find the Mr. Warren Hay Show, a pro wrestling podcast, just about everywhere. Um... So we are going to be talking about the uh, December 2nd. I'm recording this on December 3rd. We're going to be talking about the December 2nd edition of AEW Collision, uh, which uh, happened in Erie, Pennsylvania at the Erie Insurance Arena. uh, Distributed 2,258 tickets according to WrestleTix. And that's not good. (laughs) I mean, it... This is the ongoing story of AEW attendance not being good in general, but this is particularly not good in this circumstance of it being not good. Uh, You know, Tony Khan might hit the news and say, or yeah, not Tony Khan, I apologize. Dave Meltzer may be hitting the, you know, the, the, hitting the ground running and saying, you know, oh, well, AEW, uh, you know, the revenue is up 67%. Uh, they're on the uh, they're on the um, on the uptick to be uh, uh, finally profitable uh, next year and so on and so forth and people don't understand why p you know why they think uh, the, there's only doom and gloom scenarios and here's the things like I don't think that I don't think AEW is in a bad position to fail I don't think AEW is going to fail out I think it's doing nonetheless tremendous for a a promotion which is entering its fifth year of existence. Um, it's just blowing everyone's expectations out of the water. It is a successful promotion. But you can't sit here and look at the past seven months of this company and say, attendance is, is great and the, you know, consumer metrics are great. No, they're not. And you can sit here and tell me, you know, uh, you know well, the you know, 67% revenue and so on and so forth. If you have the biggest gate, the biggest pro wrestling gate, you know, in the history of pro wrestling, I believe, right? I think they have the record. Look, I've lost track of all of this at this point. And you know, thankfully, that was there to boost your revenue and, and bring that up. And they're going to repeat it, sure, next year. A lot of people said, oh, see, the company's fine. But in your, in your domestic market for your television tapings on a weekly basis, where you are putting road crews and talent out into the road, onto the road, I should say, twice a week, for 52 weeks of a year, these numbers are not good. And thank God they did have Wembley because they weren't. There's no doorbusters. No one is. No one is 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 uh, is at each other's throats trying to get tickets for AEW, as uh, unlike it was a, at a certain time in its history. Like. It, it, it's fascinating to me that people are pointing at this And are going, hmm, see 67% of, uh, uh, you know, in revenue," Because they're doing their yearly event And that's fine, by the way I don't have an issue with it We just have to be logical about it We just have to be uh, 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 clear-visioned cl- clear about it Thank goodness they had Wembley And Wembley was a roaring success Because that's probably how they can justify such a huge uptake in revenue. Because everywhere else, they're in attendance. They're down. And I mean down, down. Now, Erie, Pennsylvania, the Erie Insurance Arena. Okay. It's, I will give you this. It is not the biggest basketball arena in the country. In fact, it's not a big arena at all. Um, it is like for the, 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 attendant, the, um, the capacity for the arena, uh, they say, uh, 9,360 for a concert, right? I don't know. Like, you know, like, uh, 6,716 for hockey. Six thousand five hundred and sixty-two for indoor football, you know. So you know you're adding more floor seats. 6,982 for basketball. So it's a little higher than that. The cut, ca- the capacity for a concert when they start opening up, opening up the floor can go up to nine thousand three hundred and sixty. So yes, 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 it's not. A huge arena we're not looking at where it's not as if they went to the united center and failed to draw three thousand people and that's that's a fucking disaster but this is still consistent with what we're seeing where they're filling out a third a fourth of the arenas that they go to it's still consistent if they if they can't manage to do twenty five hundred distributed for this show in an arena of nine thousand, let's say a nine thousand capacity. Let's let's just give ourselves a, a a low end rounded number. It's it's not good, folks. It's it's consistent with what they're doing, and what they're doing is poor. The attendance is not good. Now, I want to make myself clear. I, I think you can go back and listen to every bit of audio I have ever done where I talk about AEW's attendance, whether it be on the Mr. Warren Hayes show proper, whether it be on the Dynamite re- reviews or on the Collision reviews. I never say this is a sign that AEW is going to die. I, th- I'm not doom and glooming scenarios here. But you have to call the what you're observing. And what you're observing right now is that in your main market... Look, they're coming to my part of the woods, Montreal, in a couple of days. We're doing five thousand some uh, some tickets, right? Let me let me see what we got so far. I got the WrestleTix uh, pulled up here. Um, oh, not even. We're we're at fourth. Uh, the last update for WrestleTix was on November 29th. So it has been a couple of days. To be fair, and and WrestleTix will probably update this. In the next couple of days, but as it stands right now, on Sunday, we're still a thousand short, a little less than a thousand short. Let's say nine hundred short of getting five thousand people into the Bell Center. On 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 on. Then this is on Wednesday. On Tuesday for collision, it's even worse. Two thousand three hundred and fifty-three tickets distributed, and they're coming into my neck of the woods. And these are usually. Better showings, because, you know, these are new, these are new, uh, you know, new markets. We usually do better, but these are not good. And it's the, the trend continues for these shows to not be good. As far as attendance goes. The collision on, uh, on. um Let me see here. The collision on December 16th. In Garland, Texas, at the Curtis Colwell Center, 1,839 tickets. The Dynamite in Oklahoma City, 3,200. San Antonio uh, on uh, December 23rd, on the the day before Christmas Eve, 2,177. Then the Dynamite on December 27th, the the Dynamite Go Home for World's End, 2,364. And World's End... Still at 6,818. Like we're not. I I understand that a lot of you can be super optimistic and say. Thank you. Oh 67%. You can all. Everything's going. To, and it is a good sign. And I've never said that because AEW wasn't. That AEW wasn't making money. And that these huge events that it's putting on. Aren't being immensely successful for them. But observably observably the 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 local market your your home base the United States of America throw in Canada if you want is not doing great business numbers there's not that many people showing up and we're not seeing an uptick in this trend not with these numbers till the end of the year and people are starting to get on vacation and buy gifts and whatnot, what are we doing here? No one's giving AEW tickets this year. Anywho. Just wanna put that, it's important to just keep a level head here. And I've never said that AEW was going to disappear, that the attendance was dire to the point that the company was gonna die. But these are not good figures, and it can have an impact on what it's going to be doing moving forward. I mean, the joke right now is that you know, CM Punk with his, uh, you know, there are a lot of things being said about his his terrible promo on on Raw last Monday, which I unfortunately didn't get a chance to talk about on the on the show this week because I recorded it on Monday. Maybe I'll talk about it on this week. Um, but uh his uh the, the what was sh- you know the one of the one of the good memes that came out of there is that c m Punk's promo on Monday was not very good because suddenly there were people facing him on, f- on you know on uh on hard cam side which is funny and also sad at the same time so I don't know what to tell you i uh we'll see how all this goes but i do not know what to tell you at this point if you want to just you know clap your hands and say aw is doing fantastic work look 60 67 growth in 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 uh in business trends in, in revenue excuse me if you if that's all you need and you're content and you don't want to push any further that's fine but observably We're we're having trouble, you know, getting 3,000 people into arenas till the end of the year. That's not a hot product. That's not a good sign. Anyway. Just to, look, just to give you a point of comparison when it comes to the Erie, the Erie insurance arena. What did I say? 2,258 tickets distributed. WWE came to this very arena. And this was the first time, by the way, AEW came to this market. This is something. This is the first time they came to Erie, Pennsylvania. And WWE came uh, to this arena in January 21st for a house show on a Saturday night. 3,256 distributed. Not a tv taping a house show 3256 for a house show as a point of comparison let's talk about the continental classic that we were entertained with very much so this saturday look when I did whatever preview I was able to muster together because we didn't have much information leading into the start of the the start of the uh of the 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 tournament um I said well once you know once we got the reveals and whatnot, I told you oh it came out of my mouth it's like, Blue League will probably be the one that will likely be the uh the, the the one of the two blocks leagues let's lose you uh, use the proper nomenclature warren blocks is for the other guys this is for these guys uh leagues are for these guys uh the the blue league was the one to keep your eye on where i thought the potential for highest uh the, the highest potential for great matches was and i think objectively i think we got our best match of the tournament so far i think we we got a a true consensus anyway over the great match i feel i you know sent out some feelers and in my haunts and people chit-chatting i feel like we that uh eddie kingston and danielson is pretty much um regarded right now as the great match of this tournament this is the one i i I'm I'm still very high on Jay White and Swerve, which I thought was the first great match, but I felt like that one was a little more split down the middle. I don't think anyone thought it was, it sucked. Don't anyone think, I don't think anyone thought it was bad. Um, I thought a lot of people thought it was very good, but not great. I thought it was great. I gave it, what, four and a quarter, if I'm not mistaken. I love the Gold League this week. I love the Blue League more this week. And I thought we're uh, now it's starting to feel like something special. Now we're starting to to hit that other gear. Because don't forget, and this this is something I've been hammering. Uh, uh, this is what I've been hammering home. If you want this tournament to feel special, if you want fans to get excited about it, if you want uh, if you want people to clamor for it next year and get excited about it, these matches have to feel special. They have to be on a next level. They have to be above your typical AEW fare. You know, know, three, three and a quarter matches, three star, three and a quarter star matches are not going to cut it here. You need the big stuff. You need things that are going to tear the house down. This is how, that's how the G1 became significant for fans and turns into this monumental event because... That's you know, there was a whole stretch of the G1 where it was essentially that you'd sit down and you wouldn't have time to breathe between matches uh being so great on the same card multiple times, people tearing down the house at every street corner. So that's that's still what we need to do. Now, this was not like a top-to-bottom holy shit, everything is tearing the house down tournament evening block night whatever night four of the continental classic i guess but this was nonetheless tremendous and just great stuff from top to bottom and and i think this is the first real night of 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 blue league of 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 league action i should say where everything felt special everything felt great um and like i said there's on top of that there's one truly great match to come out of it. So, um I have no issues with this so far. And I think there's a lot of intrigue in this I think there's a lot of intrigue already in the blue league as well. Um First of all, let's uh talk about the matches. Con- the uh, f- uh show opened up with Brody King defeating Claudio Castagnoli, which listen, I mean this is this is a story they're going to tell here very clearly of Brody King being the upset king, right? Where I think a lot of people probably poo-pooed him away. Uh yeah. And myself guilty, where it's like, oh, Brody my thought was Brody's gonna nail a couple of big, he's gonna get a couple of wins, but he's not going to be, he's not going to be the uh he's not gonna be, a, a, you know, dominance, he's not gonna be the guy on top, you know, it's just gonna be, you know, he he'll he'll probably finish with a with a you know a fairly even score tournament's not done yet we still have time to go down this this path but when you've when brody king defeats two favorites in this tournament eddie kingston because you know of his championships and his titles that's a big deal and claudio who is absolutely in final boss mode and was you know this was a this was a surprise I was expecting Claudio to win, but Brody is now, you know, uh, is now leading Blue League at uh, at six points, and I love the match, I gave it uh, three and three quarter stars, it's a strength fight between the two, you know, and two, two different types of strength, right, where Brody is, he's just, uh, he's brute force, and, 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 um, claudio was all about you know conditioning finesse right there's it's two really strong guys but two different types of of power two different different types of strength you know and they slam into each other they look like action figures being just rammed into each other uh castagnoli body slams king but king whips him over the rail and suplexes, suplexes him back onto the floor onto ringside um, which was pretty cool uh, Claudio back in the ring gets an explosive series of uppercuts which I thought was tremendous and he was just uppercut after uppercut and I'm like yeah okay this is the kind of shit you want to see right gets a tremendous pop-up pop-up uppercut on Brody King as well and then you know he he had tried to do the big swing uh, got a little aborted but he pulled it off this time right into a sharpshooter. Brody tries to reach the, well, he eventually does reach the ropes, despite Claudio, you know, clasping his arm. Just some great, gritty stuff, you know, just basic, uh, 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 well-thought-out, well-planned-out wrestling here. Cannonball sent on by uh, Brody, um, and uh, by, by Brody covers Claudio, who kicks out at one Claudio does a DVD covers and King kicks out of at one and then Brody King follows up with a pile driver Gonzo Bomb gets the win Just tremendous stuff and a, and a surprise victory here for uh, uh a surprise victory for 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 Claudio on top of that so I mean what uh what more do you want at this point that this was tremendous and a great way to open the show you know the the Continental Classic did a lot of the heavy lifting on this uh, uh, on this episode of Collision. Not going to lie. Next, we had Andrade el Idolo defeating Daniel Garcia. Andrade in his first Blue League match gets on the board with three points. Um I like this. I like this uh, quite a bit as well. I thought this was tremendously good. Uh, great back and forth between the two, uh, felt it was, um, felt it was a very scrappy little match. Is uh, that scrappy? And then it was scrappy. And some, you know, some good creative stuff here as well. Um, uh, where, um, you know, I, you know, I like the, uh. I like it, the Andrade went for the um, for the three amigos right, and it was interrupted with a sleeper hold by Garcia. So then they climb the ropes. Well, when I say they, I mean Andrade climbs the ropes with uh, Garcia on his back, and he climbs to the to the top rope. Well, he not to the top rope. They they they, they mess around, and then uh, Andrade does a superplex, and then finishes off the um, the three amigos there. Um, and then uh, Garcia follows up with the Dragon Tamer. He rolls out of it, but um, uh, Andrade Altoli reverses into the Hammerlock DDT for the win. And I thought this was very good. You know, I, I think my only my only gripe here was my continued bemusement at the former JAS guys being on Daniel Garcia's case for dancing when they are all. They're supposed to be the sports entertainers. You know, it's like, if anything, it's all, this is your fault. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I that's one thing that that uh, I'm still a little bemused at. I still, and this was coming across because Daddy Magic was on commentary. And when they made it very clear, it's like, you cannot, you can join us on com- commentary, but you can't interfere or else you're going to be fired, pals. So, right. I thought this was very good as a well. tremendous stuff. Three and three-quarter stars for me. Again on this one. I really liked the final stretch. I thought the final stretch was uh, tremendous here. So, Garcia down in the dumps a little bit, but uh, that's all right. And finally, the main event, which... God damn, this was great. Brian Danielson defeating Andy Kingston. It's chops and grit and brutality and just yeah eddie is living his he's he truly is living his kings road dream here like i think that after this i there might be a time where eddie kingston is going to just self-reflect and say what what else have i got to do i've lived my dream i fought my heroes i wrestled in corkin i'm i you know and I get into the ring with my contemporaries in in North America. I sit. I get with Brian Danielson. And I'm like, "Do you want to? Do you want to do a fight?" And Danielson says, yeah, let's fight. And they do. They do a fucking AJPW 1995 slugfest. And I, you know, the guy's got to be living his dream right now. There's going to be a time where it's going to be like, I can't do this anymore, but I've done it all. So, you know, I'll head on over. I'll head on down that old dusty trail into the horizon. But they're just chopping off at each other to begin with. And the big game changer uh, was Eddie Kingston landing a suplex on the floor on Danielson. That gave him finally some uh, some leeway. And He beats uh, Danielson up on the floor. Back in the ring, Danielson hits a missile drop kick. And then there's there's this sequence with, with the label lock where Danielson feels a little awkward trying to lock it on. They're saying, oh, it's because of the eye patch because, you know, he's got the whole eye protection gimmick on, you know, the pirate Danielson is back. Um, and uh, so you know, they say, oh, yeah, trying to sell that Danielson might be a little off his game here because, you know, he has no depth of field, you know, this guy... You know he, he he doesn't have any any depth to uh, to what he's doing because he can't he can't see right. Uh, there's some strikes and that, yeah and, you know Eddie rolls out of it and he's striking Danielson while he's in a mounted position. It's just great shit. Strikes and Eddie just brushing it off and saying come on give me more and the crowd's into it. I'm into it. Danielson drops Kingston with a backdrop driver. F- five minutes to the end of the t- of the tournament. This is eventually going to someone is eventually going to, uh, go, uh, go the full twenty here. Eventually, it has to happen because they started doing this. Fifteen minutes gone by, five minutes left. That's where Dasha jumped in. That's where, um, whatever the fuck uh, yapper, yapper guy, um, dapper yapper dude. Whatever the fuck, uh, he did that on Wednesday as well, right? Where they they start counting down the five minutes, so they're teasing something. Someone's going to go to a draw in this tournament. They're setting this up uh, tremendously. Like, and it's good that they're doing it in matches that aren't ending in draws, so that if they ever do, because remember they did it, they didn't do it the two weeks the the two weeks ago on Dynamite or Uncle, but they did it at the the during uh, Jay White and Swerve. And we all were like, oh shit, okay, this one's going to a draw because they're calling time all of a sudden on this one, but they didn't do it. And they didn't do it here as well. So someone's going to go, someone's going to a draw uh, at some point, which is tremendous, don't get me wrong. Anyway, this was great. Uh, uh, Danielson does some stomping. Uh, Eddie Kingston won't stay down. He stays defiant to the very end until he eats a Basai Kuni. (laughs) right in the mush Danielson gets three points so he in his first match is up on the board as well Um, uh, Danielson celebrates with uh, celebrates around the audience with fans and he gets a and Eddie is a bum sign right and he takes it and he's pointing it at the camera and and he doesn't like tear it apart or go go to show some respect to, to Eddie gets in the ring and he tears it apart no, no, no. He shows it to Eddie as Eddie's looking up at the lights and he tosses it on Eddie. Look, he said on Wednesday, I will not be humble. Whether it's in defeat or victory, I will not be humble. There you go. This is that I this is the Brian Danielson you want. This is the American Dragon. This rules. Um, so the standings right now for Blue League, we have Brody King. Now Blue League is a little is a little different than than gold League uh, because for some reason we're not doing every collision with three league matches. sometimes there's there's two there, this is the this is the, you know, the let me let me let, let me try to say that again. on the first collision for Blue League there was only two matches tonight there were three and now we're going back this week for for two for the uh, for the collision in in, in Montreal. So, um, so the standings right now: Brody King, two matches in, is at six points. So he's the de- he's the de facto leader. He's uh, uh, he's one of only three guys who's had um, one of only four guys, I should say, who's had uh, two matches. So he is absolutely uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, in the lead right now. Danielson and Andrade come in at second place. For three points with one match each in. Claudio Castagnoli is one and one. uh, So he has three points. So he has two matches in. I'd put him in third position. And running at the bottom, Eddie Kingston and Dan Garcia. Both with two losses. Both with zero points. Now there's a couple of ways you can still go here, right? And I think this has a lot of potential for some great drama moving forward um with Brody King being a spoiler being absolutely the bracket buster at this point uh so he can continue down his tear look at who he's got left like honestly look at who he has left right he's got uh Danielson which is the one that could spell the most trouble for him but Andrade and Garcia like at this point he you can assume he's going to beat Garcia he probably stands a chance uh, a, a very good chance against uh Andrade Danielson is the only one that really might cause a wrinkle here right so You can definitely continue down this story that he's the dominant figure here Um, Eddie Eddie Could be poised right now For the big comeback For the He could be absolutely poised for the The uh, For the comfort behind um, You know the losing record The Naito run essentially There you go if you watch the the G one climax, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He could have the Naito run, where suddenly he's just like winning all his matches, and if he might not win the block, but he might qualify for the playoffs, because I you know everything seems to point to there being um, to there being a uh, 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 playoffs between uh, the uh, top two guys uh, of both leagues. Or the top four guys of both leagues, I should say, to lead us to the finals. Um, I could be wrong, but I I'm convinced that this is where we're going, and I feel like they've like they've mentioned it, and you know, look, it it's on record and on the Wikipedia page as well. You know, the two group winners advance to the, uh, the top two wrestlers in each group progress to the league finals on the twenty seven December edition of Dynamite. See, uh, we haven't been making this up it's on the record anyway so you know this is looking pretty interesting uh I'm excited to see how this is going to go and and I think there's still room for that you know I don't think Danielson is going to book himself into a position to win this I think he's going to put him you know he's because at the same time he can't wrestle too much he's got It's such an an important match for New Japan on January 4th. Like, he's not going to do it on purpose to over-wrestle. So, maybe Danielson will come in screaming and might eat some shit. Um, You know, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Eddie still manages to qualify. I wouldn't be surprised. But Brody right now, he's got, you know, he's got the tiebreaker over Claudio and Eddie, you know, so Eddie could, let's say Brody King loses two matches, and, uh, and Eddie wins the next three, that come from behind thing, well, they're tied, right, they're tied, so there might, you know, and, but, uh, you know, Brody has the tiebreaker, I don't know, But I would not be surprised if they're doing this with Eddie, because this is this is the kind of story where in which Eddie excels, and this is where the the fans love Eddie when he's he's got everything to prove. He's the underdog. He's the guy that uh, always comes up short. You know, never wins the big one. He's won the big one twice this year. I don't know if it's still like, you know, he's won uh, he won the uh, strong open weight title. He won the Ring of Honor World title. Is this another thing that he has to overcome adversity, overcome himself? That's kind of how you felt in his promo last week, uh, leading into this, where it's like, you know, he starts doubting himself, his injuries, what am I doing here and all that. That's classic Kingston. I don't know. Be interesting to see how this goes. Uh, I think it's clear at this point that Dan Garcia is not going to be making that much of an impact. Um, but, uh, it's still an interesting field to see how this is, how, how this might go, uh, to, to see how this is going to go. I think it's still very interesting. There's a lot of great possibilities here. So next week on collision, we're going to have, uh, two blue league matches, um, which are going to be taped on December 5th in Montreal on, on a Tuesday. Don't forget Eddie Kingston versus Claudio. We're going to get that rematch. Uh, and uh, Danielson versus Andrade, which I'm sure Andrade will finally be happy to be in a high profile match, won't he? And then on Dynamite this week, we've got uh, Swerve versus Mark Briscoe, Jay White versus Jay Lethal, and uh, the big one I think everyone is really excited to see, John Moxley versus Roosh. So that's where we're at right now as far as the Blue League. Of the Continental Classic goes very good, very good one. I enjoyed it, and he, I, uh, uh, I was given star. I gave, I gave the main event four and a half. I, I liked it that much. I thought it was tremendous. I really, really liked it. That's the bar, and that's, frankly, that's what we should be getting. We should be having Tony Khan telling these guys every night, go steal the show every time there shouldn't be anyone being held back here just every match should be go steal the show uh should we talk about the rest of the con darling i think we should that's what we're here for uh so mm-hmm. so we had the uh the cold open promos from everyone involved in the uh in the tournament um uh on Saturday, which is always cool. Uh then we had Claudio versus um Brody King. Uh then we got the John Moxley promo that we've already seen from social media. We talked about it uh on the Dynamite review. We don't need to rehash that. Abaddon defeated Kira Hogan. It was okay. Uh uh nothing Exceptional. There's nothing that blew my mind. It's just people going through the motions of a wrestling match, and I'm like, okay, Abaddon getting work outside of a spooky Halloween show. I, what do you want from me, <laughs> Kira Hogan? You know, doing her best babyface stuff, and uh, but this was uh, this was flat. It wasn't, you know, can't say this was good. It was all right. It was passable, acceptable. And after the match, uh, uh, Julia Hart, the lights go off. They come back on, and Julia Hart is in the ring with uh, the winner in Abaddon. And um, Julia, and Abaddon doesn't, uh, sorry, Julia Hart does not seem phased by Abaddon. Okie dokie, let's keep this going. I I, I got nothing here. I'm... Samoa Joe is being interviewed backstage. Then Roderick Strong arrives with the Kingdom. Strong said that if uh, for the the match that he has with Max this Wednesday is just a setup, and his goons are just going to beat the crap out of you, Samoa Joe. Oh, and he's doing Samoa, you know, and the Adam thing, and all oh, of this is really annoying. And um, and because basically Roderick Strong thinks that the devil is the the devil is Max, right? and, And he asked him, you know, Joe, are you going to listen to me? And something about friends by proxy. And Joe just like scoffs and walks off, which is how I feel in regards to this. So thank you, Samoa Joe. Can't wait for you to be my world champion. Then we get uh, Garcia versus Andrade. We already talked about that. Then after that, we get a promo by Willie Mack standing standing up for AR Fox. Challenging Wardlow to a match on Dynamite. Willie Mack. And he said, uh, the reason for this is, oh, I've won multiple, you know, AR Fox is my friend and I've won multiple tag team titles with him and across multiple, across different promotions and I'm like, I was trying to remember, I even went and checked out on Cage Match and I was like, like the only thing I remembered was him and AR Fox and Swerve uh, holding Kill Shot and Dante Fox and The Mac, right? Wasn't that how he was called? The Mac? Uh, holding the uh, Trios titles in Lucha Underground. And uh, other than that, like, I didn't see anything. It's not, the, anyway. Look, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's always good to see Willie Mack on TV. Malachi Black. And, no, excuse me, the Kingdom. Excuse me. Jumped the thing here. Understandably so. Uh, Matt David and Mike Bennett defeated the Iron Savages. This all starts with Roderick Strong cutting a promo as he's being pushed down the ring about his new best friend Samojo. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Anyway, this was this was fine. I mean, here's the thing is that the Kingdom are not a a bad tag team. That's the thing is that I think they're very good. Bit of an enhancement match here. The Iron Savages are still extremely off-putting to me. I I don't like it. I think they're... It's just off-putting. Doesn't connect with me. Uh, And then after the match, Roderick Strong hops out of his um, wheelchair and attacks the Iron Savages. Let's keep it moving. Ethan Page. (laughs) Ethan Page is backstage with Lexi Nair. He says he's on a roll because he's winning in Ring of Honor. So he feels confident in challenging another Canadian uh for a match in Canada this upcoming week which is Kenny Omega because uh we're Canadians and we're fighting in Montreal and you know you've got a guy from Ontario you got a guy from Manitoba that we're gonna fight in Quebec Quebec and the rest of Canada they, at least there's no one from Alberta then like then you'd be tuning out a lot of uh you'd be tuning out a lot of uh of Montrealers here. You know, at the very least they have to do something with 2.0, right? They have to get Daddy Magic out there to at least do something. Like I know they're going to try and put as many Canadians as they can, you know, the the Canadian main event with Christian and and Adam Copeland, but uh you know, it, it's great because it, look, I don't want to get into the geopolitical thing, but you know quebec's relationship with the rest of canada is you know at, at you know at best times tense cool no at best times cool overall you know um so you know you want to get if you want people to to pop hard for the the canadian boys you got to put uh, matt menard on tv you have to put angelo but particularly matt Look, get Stu in here, Stu Grayson. These, you know, we know, we know our boys and girls. We support our local guys and gals. Um. Anyway, so, we'll, so we'll be getting Ethan Page and Kenny Omega. That'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see how this goes. The House of Black defeated uh, Matt Sydal and Christopher Daniels on my collision. They let him in. <laughs> uh for what this was, I thought this was very good. I thought this was uh a lot of fun. Uh Dahl, of course looks great like for a guy who's always destined to lose, he works the ho- he works the hardest. What was it? It was at the All-Star Junior match, right? This year. Can't remember who he was in with. He was in a multi-man match he was in there with El Desperado and and Shun Skywalker and there was a couple of other people and he was just working the hardest out of everyone Skywalker could ba- barely be bothered while Sidell is flying all over the place in a losing effort you, you can't take away that from 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 Matt Sidell he just every time he shows up he does his best shit and he loses Um, but uh, yeah, there's a tremendous sequence at some point. There's an Orihara Moonsault by Malachi Black, and a tremendous sequence where Matt Saidal is in control of Malachi as well. Uh, just great stuff. Strikes and a Curb Stomp by Buddy Matthews, followed by a Black Mass by Malachi Black. I know we're not supposed to call it the Black Mass anymore. We're supposed to call it the, the end, which is a reference to Tommy End, Tom End, I guess. Uh, sure. I, I look, um, I'm completely okay with uh, with uh, uh, more House of Black on TV. Um, they're over. People people really like them, and I really like them, and they're great wrestlers. That's the thing, you know. And I know the the the, the gothic imagery puts off some people, but like they're not playing into the fact that they have spooky supernatural powers. They're not like you know, levitating and teleporting. Well, they do the the teleportation gimmick, I think. But are they really teleporting? Lights go off after this match. Hey, by the way, listen. Uh, Moratorium on lights going off and and people appearing in the ring. I think AEW does it way too fucking much. Like, we did it with Julia Hart tonight. We did it with the rest of the House of Blacks. Now, I understand it's the House of Blacks thing. But FTR did it. Oh, because it's kind of like the House of Black. So I'm like, now there's no more impact to that, right? There's just and 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 this week we did it with the 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 devil, you know, when the when uh, PBS's Ghostwriter appeared. <laughs> PBS Kids Ghostwriter, Ghost Writer, not Writer. Ghost Writer is another thing. It's a DC, co- uh, Marvel comic. Jesus fucking Christ, Warren, get your shit together. Johnny Blaze. Right? No, Johnny Blaze is... No, 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 that's Human Torch, right? Oh, no, 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 I'm right. It is the Ghost Rider. Well, hang on. What's Human Torch's name? So, I was right. Okay, so I was right. My, My... but then I'm like, uh, hang on, so the Human Torch is Sue Storm's, it's uh, it's Sue Storm's brother. So it should be Johnny Storm, right? That's right. Yeah, okay, there you go. I had to just connect my dots here. Sue Storm, Invisible Woman, Fantastic Four, right? And anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I'm just glad I got my reference right. Johnny Storm is Johnny Blake. Fuck, Johnny Blaze is the Ghost Rider because his skull is ablaze. See, that was destiny. You can't have you can't have a last name like Blaze, and and not have some kind of destiny related to fire. You know what I mean? It's just impossible. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, lights going out. Uh, a moratorium or at least just do it for the fucking house of black stuff and that's it cuz now it's just like ugh again cuz this is what it feels like now this is what it feels like now it's like ugh again ugh again i'm sick of it anyway the lights do go out but then ftr's theme starts and i'm like okay what was the point <laughs> or was it just a production glitch um anyway ftr get to the ring Malachi's on the mic. Something about joining the House of Black. Anyway, FTR get the shit beat out of each other, out of them, and, and Tommy End was on point with his Black Masses. Holy shit! Like Christopher Daniels' lower jaw unhinged. I'm sure from the from the the Black Mass, and and Dax ate it. Was it Dax who ate it, or was it uh, da- or Cash? No, they both did. They both did. Uh, And Cash ate a standing one, and uh, Dax was kneeling for it. There you go. Anyway, a good little match. For for an enhancement match, essentially. Tony Storm cuts a promo uh, in in black and white, saying that people uh, pay attention to Sky Blue. The only time people uh, pay attention to Sky Blue is when they're taking pictures of her butt. Then we get Sky Blue responding with a backstage promo later on saying that uh, Tony Storm is in a midlife crisis and it's a very basic promo. Why are we insisting on pushing Sky Blue? Willow Nightingale is right there. And she has the crowd connection. And people really like her. And she's a tremendous worker. There is so much more upside. I, I don't understand it. You know, there was a lot of talk this week about... Mercedes Monet, uh, and uh, that she might end up back in in WWE, right? Despite despite it all, right? which is possible. Yeah. And 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 frankly, I think it's I think it was, uh, I think it's something that was possible from the start. It all made sense, and now that Vince is gone, you know, one would assume she has a better relationship with Triple H. You know, it was a very NXT was in a very critical time back then when, um, when Sasha was around, and anyway. So there's a lot of talk about her. Might she might be going back? People like W. Look at the state of the women's division in AEW. You're Mercedes Monet, and you're a smart cookie. You know, look at the state of this division. I think about it twice before jumping in and tony can add as many zeros to the end of his uh to his uh, deal with her as he wants but as we like to say when it comes to people not deciding to join the, the the wwe not everything is about the money and maybe someone like mercedes would be a tremendous boon to the division and maybe is what it needs But I don't have faith in the perception of the women's division within the company itself. So, if Mercedes goes back to WWE, I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, sure. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't she? She, you know, she did her trip around the world. She wrestled in Japan. She, you know... She did. She did the stuff she wanted to do outside. Maybe it's like, okay, time to let's let's hunker back down. I got it out of my system. It could be just as simple as that. AEW, I don't want to go there. It's shit. The women's division is 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 putrid, and it is. It's not great the way it's presented. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about the talent. I'm talking about its presentation. It's not good. Then we got uh, El Hijo del Vikingo defeating Kip Sabian in a. What were they saying throughout the evening? Oh, we'll have some additional matches if we have time, right? I kind of like that. See, this is—it's the kind of little thing that you know when we're talking about the sports presentation, right? The sports-based pre- presentation of AEW, and for some reason, people instantly think no more stories. that that, that's what it means they don't want stories anymore no look this is a story this is you're telling the story of your sports-based promotion where it's like look matches can go on shorter and longer and if we have time we'll have some additional matches for you if we have time if we have time and that's a little that's just a little thing it's insignificant i know but you throw it in there and you're like this is pretty cool that's a nice little that's a nice little tidbit here um And for what this was, I thought this was really good. Uh, Vikingo did some tremendous shit again. You know, that second rope Phoenix splash inside out. Like, from disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting how great that was. And I'm like, Jesus. And Kip is perfect for this. Kip is absolutely perfect for this. Who cares if Kip Sabian wins or loses? In fact, who... I'd be more offended if Kip Sabian had won here. He's a J Brown and I'm sure he's content with that. Not everyone can be a superstar, and you cannot book only superstars in your promotion. That, that's just not how it works. And finally, the luchadors get a win on AEW, and now you gotta you gotta get behind that. If they can only do that to Commander now moving forward, but Vikingo, tremendous stuff. Guys, the tornado kick that he does is, is amazing. Springboard Tornillo to the floor. 630 Centon. What more do you want out of this guy? Tremendous showcase match. Then Lexi Nair is backstage again with Keith Lee asking him: hey, so you talked about him last week, that you had unfinished business with him, or that you were coming after him. Who's him? And just before. Here's another thing that happened a lot tonight: interrupting interviews. Like this is a that's a very WWE thing. Moratorium on that as well. Get creative. Find other ways to do this shit. Come on now. Lexi Nair. She's standing there. She's trying to conduct her interview, and then fucking Shane Taylor comes in with uh, Lee Moriarty before Keith Lee can give us the answer. And, and, and um, uh, 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 Shane Taylor challenges Keith Lee to a match at Final Battle, uh, the Ring of Honor show that's coming up in a couple of weeks, which again, which so, surprise, surprise, is not selling well. <laughs> this segment happened. And then CJ Perry is being interviewed outside of Andrade's locker room. Miro shows up to burst into the locker room. She keeps him at bay. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I'm pretty sure. If you go back and you listen to my audio when they're... When Miro first joined, you know, and and people were saying, oh, when is Lana going to come? Lana, Lana, Lana. It's like, I... Why do we have to rehash these things? The... Why couldn't we just be trying to do new things? And I think Miro overall it hasn't been it's been far from perfect but Miro is so much more interesting away from Lana and trying to recoup whatever they had in in WWE again I get it it's hard to you could not not address it because the lore of AEW is the lore of pro wrestling so you could not not address it I'm I'm comfortable with that but does he have to be involved in this angle is this what Andrade is, is this what we're is, is this the payoff Miro versus Andrade? I don't know if I'm excited about that. And over what? Over CJ Perry? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't care. Just have have Miro go out and beat people up. People, the fans, they love the Miro. Give them what they want. And then the main event which we already talked about was tremendous was great good episode very good episode of collision um uh, uh carried by the continental classic don't don't uh don't get it all skewed the c2 made this uh made this episode of dynamite tremendous so there you have it uh, did i say dynamite this episode of collision tremendous And I hope, you know, the C2 made my episode of this Collision Review tremendous as well. If it did, leave a like and uh, reviews and ratings and so on and so forth. I will be back Tuesday for the live recording of the Mr. Warren Hayes show uh, right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. You can come and join us live. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern. Otherwise, listen, you can catch it on demand the next day. And then uh, the Dynamite Review on uh on thursday which might be an on-site i might i might i'm still debating as to whether i'm gonna go and it'll depend on the weather as well um mostly but uh, i'm still thinking about uh, making the drive up to montreal to do it it's not that far but um yeah i just might uh, i just might pull that off we'll see but uh, hey you know what in the meantime i hope you have a great rest of your weekend i'll see you next time